0: Hi, everyone. Here's what's bothering me today. We got to talk a little bit more about Britain, but this video is going to be a little different in that regard. This video is basically going to be kind of a collage of several other videos that are all going to tie into the following recent reports and revelations and some articles, including one that I'm kind of eh on, but I think it's important to remind people where things are now and how we got to this point. So Brexit has happened, and it hasn't been a hard Brexit, which, based on the current news out of the UK, one can only imagine the horrors that that would have brought. But there's currently a food and gas shortage in the UK. In fact, just recently, a man was seen threatening a driver with what appears to be a knife outside of a welling gas station in southeast London on Tuesday during the ongoing gas shortage in the UK. The reason why there's a gas shortage is because there's a lack of truck drivers in the uk to actually deliver gas because the uk is a net producer of gas the problem is that because of brexit they are unable to get a lot of the traditional truck drivers that they would normally get from particularly eastern europe they said they were offering visas but guess what those visas were temporary and they literally ended on christmas eve So no, lorry drivers aren't going to try and deal with red tape because now, now that Britain has actually left the common single market of the EU, there's a lot of red tape to just get anywhere. Not all truckers are paid by the hour, so they need to actually, you know, find work where they can keep working and moving smoothly throughout the rest of the continent. And only temporary visas are not exactly attractive in that regard. And in Britain, and I'm pretty sure I've touched on this before, but very few people are actually talking about how brexit has impacted these things instead it's always something else right it's always a issue not related to brexit including when they outright lie the current problem can more or less be summed up with this quote from this al jazeera article about brexit or pandemic what's behind the uk petrol crunch And right near the start of the article, there is this absolute gem of a quote that was apparently said on the radio airwaves. The EU workers we speak to, said Edwin Atema of the Federation of Dutch Trade Unions, will not go to the UK for a short-term visa to help the UK out of the shit they created themselves. And yeah, that's accurate. This is a problem the British created themselves. Britain voted for its own self-destruction and though in terms of YouTube and stuff I was late to the game I was there with the quote-unquote Ramoners pointing out years ago in the lead-up to the referendum how this would be a very bad idea so how does Britain get to the point where People are threatening others with knives as mile-long queues form at gas stations in a country that is a net producer of oil. Hey, remember how we all called Venezuela a failed state for their inability to deliver goods to their own citizens despite being an oil-rich state? Here's to you, Britannia. So yeah, let's take a look at how this slow-motion train wreck happened. There's an issue emerging with the notion of Scottish independence from the United Kingdom. So, initially, of course, they had the referendum and they had rejected it. But this was before that the UK had voted overwhelmingly to leave um, the European Union. Scotland was pretty much convinced to stay a part of the United Kingdom, with. Promises of, oh, but leaving us means leaving the European Union, and we know how much you love that. So then Brexit happens, and then the Scots are now being taken out of the European Union against their wishes anyway. So it shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone that support for Scottish independence is currently polling at 54%. Do you think the UK is going to honour its agreement to let them have a vote? Probably not so this is going to be a very tricky time for scotland and no one really wants to talk about it because no one wants to upset the apple cart not only is britain dealing with brexit but there's also the pandemic coronavirus what complicates matters though is that british and european lawmakers are not getting along at the negotiating table And some people are saying that right now a no-deal Brexit is looking more and more likely with every passing day. Which upsets not only Scotland, but Northern Ireland as well. Uh, For those who aren't aware, Northern Ireland sometimes doesn't get along with its neighbor the Republic of Ireland due to this terrible conflict uh, known as the Troubles. And no one wants a return of the Troubles. And the way they've been able to keep it away is with something called the Good Friday Agreement, which pretty much was an agreement between the United Kingdom and the Republic of Ireland that fostered a kind of peace and an open, very fluid gray area border between Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland. And this managed to secure the peace, which is what ultimately the vast majority of people on both sides wanted. The problem is that Brexit, especially a no-deal Brexit, means uh, they'd have to put a border back. And already some not-so-nice people in Ireland are saying they're not going to stand for that. I'm not hearing too much about this in Western media because, again, who really wants bad news in the middle of a time when... It seems all we're getting is bad news. So no one's talking about the fact that there may be a no-deal Brexit. Scotland may really try and go for its independence, which is going to really hamper the uh, economic recovery of the UK. And God forbid, there might be more violence happening in Northern Ireland. And no one's really discussing this as very real things that could potentially happen. And in the midst of a pandemic where the economic recovery is already going to be sluggish and the UK is one of the most important uh, economies and financial centers in the world, this is an issue that we should all absolutely be paying more attention to. But no one is because they don't wanna ruffle any feathers or send the stock markets tumbling even further than they already have been. But it's important because it affects the global economy and it also greatly affects the people of the United Kingdom and the Republic of Ireland. These are people who might get caught in a crossfire and I'm not seeing sensible voices and reason prevailing at the moment. We haven't talked about Brexit in a while, and it's definitely one of those stories that has slipped by the wayside because 2020 has just been that kind of year. But it is important to talk about it, especially in 2020, because their deadline for a hard Brexit is coming up very soon, and it's going to affect a lot of Brits. I don't want to do the whole sum up of Brexit and its history. There's other better YouTube videos for that. But what I want to touch on that is getting lost in the noise of the American election, the pandemic, people struggling with, pro- with uh, poverty and the struggles against capitalism, and now it's the Christmas season, so everyone's trying to get all this joy and wonder and happiness going again. Here's the problem with ignoring the Brexit story. Because while many barely voted for Brexit, The follow-up never came through of, do you want a hard or a soft Brexit? And instead, what's happening is a hard Brexit. And as more details come out, more and more Brits are horrified at what this actually means for them and their economies and their local shops, their availabilities, their opportunities for travel, etc. And then on top of that, in a pandemic year led by the eternal buffoon Boris Johnson... This is going to be a problem for a lot of Brits, not just because of what would likely be for at least a while a lower standard of living. This would likely push even more Brits into poverty than the pandemic already has. And on top of that, this issue is complicated by issues across the uh, Irish Channel or the Irish Sea, where you have. Ireland, and North Ireland, where part of what allowed them to finally be at peace was to have an open border policy and the free movement of people and goods between them. A hard Brexit will challenge that, and no one really wants the troubles to return. At least no one really sensible who cares about human life. Both parties found a way to work this out before, but right now it's getting lost behind everything else. There's always this call of, Brexit means Brexit. Well, yes, but you didn't determine what kind of Brexit. And also, is Brexit going to be worth the breakup of the UK? Because aside from the uh, troubles over in Ireland, or the potential troubles that could arise, there's also the fact that Scotland voted overwhelmingly to remain in the European Union. And when they last had their independence referendum a few years ago, they remained as part of the UK... On the promise that they would still be part of the EU. So now Scotland once again wants another referendum but the people in Westminster don't want to give it to them claiming it's a -a once-in-a-generation kind of thing. So Britain currently sits on the precipice of a very terrible course of action depending on how people act or rather fail to act. And that bothers me because that is a major component of the global economy, which, again, thanks capitalism, has tied everything together, right? So if Britain collapses, that affects the stock market and economic access and opportunity everywhere. That messes with banks, stocks, people's livelihoods, employment access to economies, economic stimulus, funding, all these different things that people like and enjoy becomes under threat with the British leaving the European Union. But no one talks about that. Or that we could actually be witnessing the potential beginnings of the breakup of the UK, which would be yet another political crisis in Europe, which is already managing and juggling like 20 different crises right now. It is another dash to the global order that hurts a lot more people as it goes on and pushes more people into poverty in a pandemic. We're not talking enough about events that have been happening and are currently happening in Northern Ireland and it's actually kind of important that we talk about it. So once again this brings us back to Brexit and I'll see if I can find the link to my previous video where i touched on this about how brexit would probably end up destroying the uk and bring back the troubles and well here we unfortunately maybe are see here's the thing that a lot of people haven't been paying attention to when the uk voted to leave the european union it also showed a very clear divide between various regions of the uk so england and wales voted to leave the european union scotland and northern ireland the two other constituent kingdoms of the united kingdom voted to remain but today i want to talk about ireland specifically northern ireland because right now in ireland to allow for peace between um catholics and protestants there's a agreement known as the good friday agreement which allowed for a uh, sort of open border and a very fluid border between the Republic of Ireland which is which is its own nation and with the constituents of uh, Northern Ireland which is considered a part of the United Kingdom this is where they finally found peace for a time now unfortunately a month ago back on March 4th the loyalist communities council in Northern Ireland said that they were at least temporarily pulling their support For the Good Friday Agreement, because they felt that the Brexit deal that has been negotiated by the current government of Boris Johnson, a conservative government, by the way, has not made such a good deal that basically puts the border in the ocean, in the Irish Sea, which they say is not good and not amenable to the Good Friday Agreement. So that should have been the first warning flag. Now, unfortunately, we are on the third night, you know, in the present day, the third night of continued violence against police. Uh, where various what they call petrol bombs had been thrown at police cruisers and it's not really making the news. What also didn't make the news was a letter bomb in Londonderry I think either again a month ago or a few months ago shortly after the deal had been finalized. Now for those unaware the troubles were a very long brutal and bloody affair between Ireland and the UK And the war zone was Northern Ireland, otherwise known as Ulster. It was a long and brutal conflict. It's called the Troubles for a reason. And the fact that they managed to get peace was fantastic. But now it's under threat because of Brexit. And people had been warning about this since Brexit became a thing. They said, look, if Brexit happens, this is going to probably bring back the Troubles. And Scotland's not going to be happy. And... Uh, those who voted to leave, you know, the Brexiteers kept saying, oh, you're overreacting, you're overreacting, and, well, here we are. Loyalists, well, some Loyalists have said that they will at least temporarily revoke their support for the Good Friday Agreement. There was that letter bomb in Londonderry a while back. There's the third straight night of violence and petrol bombs going on in various corners of Northern Ireland. It's not looking great, for the British Isles right now, specifically what's happening on the island of Ireland. Not enough people are talking about this or being aware of it. So remember Brexit and how it was supposedly going to lead to better things and cut a lot of red tape and uh, Britain will be a true sovereign, independent nation again and all that other horse crap, right? So with that in mind, Food shelves are empty in many parts of Britain and despite what some people are trying to say, it absolutely has everything to do with Brexit. So Brexit made it very difficult for what the Brits call lorry drivers or truck drivers to get across the border and drive around and basically ensure that food gets to where it needs to go. Compounding this problem is the fact that because Britain has left the EU a lot of migrant workers don't feel comfortable staying and have either left or are saying they will leave very soon. This means that a lot of those migrant workers who came from Eastern and Southern Europe worked in the fields of Britain picking the food. So right now food is literally rotting in the fields of Britain because no one can get out there to harvest it and then transport it to market in time. And so the pictures from British shopping markets are actually pretty disturbing. The right-wing media in Britain is trying to blame the shortages on what they're calling a ping-demic because oh too many of the lorry drivers because they're driving everywhere you know they get a ping on their phone that they may have been exposed to COVID, so they have to isolate and that's what's happening so it's it's not because of brexit meanwhile people are saying that lorry drivers wouldn't even have the COVID app because if they did they would be pinged constantly considering they drive and deliver all over the place And even independent food retailers have said that the shortage is absolutely due to Brexit and not the ping-demic as the right-wing is calling it over there. And again, to point out, here's this article from Wales Online. We're on fire, says Hollier, facing worst driver shortage in 50 years. So yeah, because of Brexit, you can't get truck drivers and you can't get migrant workers in your fields. I feel like people mentioned this in the lead up to brexit and people refer to this as scaremongering and here we are being vindicated and then there's other people on the right wing saying oh well this is because of all the eu's red tape it's like you know you wouldn't have red tape to deal with if you just stayed in the european union like this is an example of a country making a mess of things by their own hand and yet refusing to see it. You made your mess, now lie in it. It's still kind of wild to me that Britain just openly decided to shoot itself in the foot and vote to leave the EU. And now this is just one of the many consequences that they are facing for this rather unwise choice. Once again, Brexit is a thing that people are still unfortunately dealing with. And this video is a little frustrating, but also very sad and unfortunate.
1: Chris, I don't know where you were personally on the issue of being in, yes or no to to leaving the European Union. But certainly uh, those advocating Brexit held up fishing as an example of an industry that could immediately benefit. It's been, well, it's been well mooted. Fishing was the poster boy of the Brexit campaign, and a majority of fishermen, myself included, voted to leave the EU. Uh, now, we didn't vote for what we're currently seeing. We feel that the deal bar space is secured at the end of, ju- uh, at the end of uh, December. Uh, of so diplomatic sort of uh, r- rushing here and there. Um, it, it was an absolute, it, it's created shambles within the fishing industry, uh, wider than what you know, the actual oyster fishery that I'm connected in. I mean, it, it just seems that everything was left to the last minute. This is not what we voted for. What we voted for was a lot better a better deal than what we've actually got now. It seems like Boris has caved in big time on the fishing industry and we seem to be a bit of, well, a bit of collateral, a bit of collateral damage to the deal that he secured. It's whether George says that the goalposts were changed, The net result is we're still stuck. We're still stuck, not be able to go fishing. You know, the whole entire fleet of sailboats and and oyster punts are now tied up. Have been for over a month uh, with no income whatsoever. It's an absolute. And not only that, the merchants as well, who who you know rely on this fishery for their living, for their businesses, they also are caught up as well. They're you know they're linked. In the same manner as what we are
0: that's a fisherman who openly admits that he and many others he knew voted for brexit but they didn't vote for this unfortunately you did and yet many people that supported brexit called the people who were pointing this out hypocrites or you know liars or they said it was part of project fear oh you're just you know making it you're, you're clearly in bed with the europeans because you're part of the elites this is fear mongering it won't be that bad you know brexit will make us stronger well clearly it hasn't and so that's one aspect in which this is unfortunate but there's another aspect that's also arguably even more unfortunate This fisherman also talks about how, well, you know, Boris seems to have just kind of given us up at the negotiating table. This negotiation was basically written in stone from the start, as many Remainers try to point out. The deal that Boris was trying to get was basically unworkable, and that's why there's so many problems Right now happening in Britain. We've talked about it before with you know lack of food on shelves, the increasing uh seemingly a return of the troubles in Northern Ireland, because they've just moved the border into the sea and unionists are pissed. And now, sure enough, there's massive fishing fleets and they, you know, still don't have access to various fishing, and there's still a lot of red tape. Like, huh, it's almost like Dude, you and other fishermen were lied to. You were lied to by people you voted to support. So yeah, I'm frustrated because, geez, you know, this all was so avoidable if people hadn't been misled. But unfortunately, they were. And now Britain is unfortunately reaping what it's sown. And hardworking people like this fisherman who were led astray and many others in his community and his industry are suffering because they were lied to and misdirected by assholes like Boris Johnson. So yeah, that's how we get to the current terrible, awful, and entirely avoidable state of affairs in the UK. And now I guess it's time to reference this article. This article that I read a while ago on Medium is by a pretty boosted and prolific uh, writer over there called Umar Hawk. And this article is very appropriately titled, Brexit is in denial about the catastrophic consequences of Brexit. Now, I don't want to do the thing I've done very rarely in the past and just kind of hit the bullet points of all the different parts of the article that matter. Just go and read it on your own time. It's a halfway decent article, even if sometimes it feels a little pearl clutching, but overall still worth the read. But there's a point he makes early on in the article that i feel is very appropriate and it's something we need to start using in terms of actual language when discussing the uk and everything that's happened it can't be that bad seriously i was asking a friend in london about how bad things had gotten there it is that bad i couldn't get gas or milk today she replied think about that for a second. Brits can't get basics like gas and milk. The most fundamental goods are now in severe shortage. My friend needed to get milk for her ailing grandmother. Sorry, no milk. What kind of country is that? A failing state. Yeah, Britain unbelievably, and through the outright lies of the Brexiteers, voted to turn itself into a failing state and it's not just gas and milk that there are shortages of as you know we've pointed out in some of the earlier videos you've seen clips of it's shortages of food electronics even energy and there's now more red tape not less predictably remainers called that years ago and for all that talk of oh you know leave the eu and we'll have all this money that we can spend on the nhs instead well they are saying they need to make cuts to the nhs now And a lot of these problems still stem from putting the border in the Irish Sea, which has basically turned Ireland into this, you know, simmering pot that potentially, if left alone for long enough, will come to a boiling point. And right now, over in Ireland, a lot of people understand that the dynamic has changed and the current situation is not ideal. So it's no wonder that 68% in Northern Ireland want a referendum on leaving the UK. Now, granted, support for leaving the UK is still well below 50%, but the fact that a majority of people in Northern Ireland are at least open to the idea of having a referendum on the idea, which even just a decade ago would have probably been unthinkable, shows how massive a change can happen in like less than two years at this point. Brexiteers outright lied to the people of Britain And they misrepresented so many issues and they used all the same typical conservative talking points to try and shut down people speaking sense and out of concern for their fellow Brits. Oh, you're just a Ramona or you're part of some big European conspiracy. We shall soar like a bird once free from the shackles of the EU. Things like this were not uncommon years ago. This is what people believed. They were led to believe very harmful and self-destructive lies and now they and multiple generations of Brits are paying for it. A major world power voted for its own self-destruction and set itself on a course to becoming a failed state. It should be unbelievable and yet here it is, sitting here staring us in the face a cold grim reality of self-destruction in what's supposed to be one of the wealthiest most affluent and established societies on earth and they voted for their own self-destruction and i know that there are some out there who might be wondering so what am i feeling like haha told you i was right and Unfortunately, yes, I'm right most of the time, especially when I don't fucking want to be. But for me, that's not the issue here. The issue for me personally is that people like Nigel Farage and a bunch of wealthy conservatives and bigots and racists and people with business interests, the particularly wealthy, as well as Millions of Brits who they led by the nose to vote for their own self-destruction. Those people are villains and they need to face prosecution. Those are the people who have earned my ire, but unfortunately they are not the ones facing consequences. It is millions of Brits being led astray by them who are now suffering. It's your average working class Brit. It's that fisherman that we saw in that clip. It is millions of Brits who in a perfectly valid and understandable desire to see their material conditions improve voted for the people who ensured that the opposite would be the case. These people have been victims of abuse and unfortunately their abusers
1: are not going to face justice and that is what's bothering me today.